Hello Inside Kursan listener, I am Dida Ferdoun and today I am meeting up with one of the most positive and lovely people in Erbil. She is originally from Philippines and from all over the world too. We talked about her title on the podcast, which she will tell us what she thinks about it. Here is our conversation with the best April. Hi April, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How not are you? normal. I I I'm, I like to, <laughs> to to hear that, but not normal answer. Like really, how are you today? How am I today? I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But every day I'm. We are in August, guys. In April, it's yeah. something normal. So the next. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed, but overwhelmed in a sense that I'm grateful and I'm happy for what I'm overwhelmed with. Mm. That's the thing. I always think about the things that I can be grateful for and the uh, the opportunity to be able to work on and be able to choose uh, the things that I work on mm. is everything that I could ever wish for. Hey guys, I must uh, tell you something. Before I start our conversation, I would like to have this program in Kurdish too for our Kurdish audience because I know what positive energy will you get us through this program? So I'm like uh, one of your uh, students. <laughs> so sometimes I, I, I will lose uh, myself here. So, I mean, it's so exciting with you. Let's, I mean, I don't know how I can start with you, April, but uh, there is much to talk about. Uh, for example, about your personal per- personality character and your job as a yoga um, trainer and as a humanity too. Uh, so what do you b- prefer? So how we can start this uh, conversation or this program? I know mm-hmm. you are coming like, uh, you are original from Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are here in Kurdistan right now. And you went through a lot of stuff, uh, through a lot of the countries. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, my teacher, start you. <laughs> <laughs> it's your stage, you're my it's your office, please. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so let's start with the very core of of what I like to envision in my life. So okay. let's start with the vision. Mm. And the vision is generally what we pray for for ourselves. And I've had one prayer for myself since I was a child. Mm. It's to be able to live a life of adventure of with passion. And to live with purpose. But when do you recognize that? When do you... When I was 10. It's so young. <laughs> In 10 mm-hmm. age. So how how you know what you want, what you don't want to? When do you... When, I think... When, when do you know like how... How you know like uh, you can accept that and you can reject that? Mm-hmm. In 10, as well, 10 years old is so young. Well, I've gone through a lot of twists and turns in my life, and I think mine, my journey started at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. I love my mother. I love my family very much. And I come from a, a family of very strong women who have done everything in their power to be able to expose me to powerful women 
like them mm-hmm. and to all the possibilities in life mm-hmm. and to embrace them as something that I can have for myself. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the way, I and my um, life became harder mm. and I could discern for myself from a very young age what I had and what I didn't have. Mm. And so I knew what it was to be rich and I knew what it was to be poor Mm. at a very young age. Mm. But even in those times when I felt that I was lacking in something, whether it was food, electricity, Mm. or being able to pay for, um, for my education, everything always came together with hard work, with prayer, with love, that I could be able to pursue the very necessities in life, like my education. Um, Times were hard, and I couldn't pay for tuition, Mm -hmm. but I learned very early on how to crowdfund, to ask people for help Mm -hmm. with humility, And to do everything in my power to deserve the love that people were giving me. So nice. And so because I could see that for myself in my life at a very young age and the value of this love, these blessings of, of opportunities, I knew for myself that it was something that I wish other people had. If I were to walk down the streets... Like you said, I'm from the Philippines. Mm. I'm from a third world country as well. And opportunities are not a dime a dozen. Mm. It's reserved for the few. I, I, I uh, want to um, tell you so or ask you something. Is that sometimes the location make you this person? Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, if you ask me also, if the people also ask me like how you became a journalist, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking like if I um, if I was or I born somewhere else, I I didn't know if I thought to become a journalist or I yeah, it was interesting for me mm-hmm. because you know the location when you see some or a lot of the problems or the issues uh, mm-hmm. around you if you don't have if you don't have that too, but if you see around you the people have that. You you became this passion after that. Yes, it's really that is for you too. The yeah. locations uh, make you this. Uh, uh, you decide or became mm-hmm. this character or this person. The place, the context that I grew up with, helped me to understand the possibilities. Mm-hmm. My context, my situation, made me understand what it felt like to not have these possibilities at this in the present moment. So in in those times when I looked at myself and I had to, you know, stare into darkness because we didn't have electricity mm. or I was worried about my next tuition for school or I had to message a friend so that I could eat a meal. Mm-hmm. Those moments made me be, made me understand what a lot of other people have to go through Hmm. but being able to have the um, have the resources to ask for help Hmm. and actually get help is the very big difference that made my mentality what it is 
Yeah, because a lot of the people or most people don't have yeah, that. Yeah, they 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 are shy or they cannot or they just don't know people that can help them. Also, <laughs> or they, per, person personality they are shy. How yeah. they can like became the people or accept that mm, not everyone can do everything. Mm -hmm. So we just you must ask. We should ask. Yeah. Like uh, I mean, the answer is always no if you don't ask. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the worst that can happen if you don't ask? You yeah. gotta know. Mm. Then it's the same as not asking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me when do you start your first job or uh, I don't know how I can describe this thing. Also, like first job. Mm -hmm. How? Okay. Wait, 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 <laughs> this is start? a funny story. Wait. This okay. is a funny story. Okay. Okay. Um, remember how I say like education is super important. Mm. To be able to pursue your education is a blessing and opportunity in its own right. Mm. I lost that when I was in university. I was a football scholar. I was doing all the things. Like I was getting all great grades and I was playing my sport. And then I lost it all mm. in, one, in, in, in one swoop. Mm. Um... I fell into a very deep depression after my after my older brother passed away in a car accident. Sorry for that. Thank you. Um, and it hurt so much that I actually envied him for the fact that his suffering was done. Mm -hmm. So the depression set in. I couldn't move. I couldn't study. And I lost my school. Uh, my my grade standing, mm -hmm. my academic standing. And then I injured myself in my um, in two knees. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used it. I used it so badly as an excuse to stop performing mm -hmm. and to stop my responsibilities to my football team. And then I lost my scholarship. Wow. So out of... If you're when you're in university, the things that matter in your life are very simple. Mm -hmm. The academics, the extracurriculars, the friends. Okay. All of that I le I lost within within a, a matter of few months. And so I decided that I didn't want to pursue any of it anymore. Um it was the first time I really felt the depression set in and I I dropped out of school. Mm. So I never finished my university degree. Mm. Um, but then one day my, my older sister said, I feel like you're so lost and you just need a little bit of guidance mm. to find the light in your life again. And she reintroduced me to my relationship with God. Mm. Now, we practice different religions, but we believe in the same one. Mm -hmm. So um, let's not make this a religion thing. But that nudge from my sister, it helped me to re remember this relationship. And I said, you know, Lord... I've done everything that I've that I could to 
um, to take it all away. Okay. And you send you send all the messengers, all the guardian angels, to stop to stop it. I was so destructive at that age. I think I was twenty years old, mm-hmm. doing all the wrong things. And you know what? I just got to the point where I said, if God doesn't want me to leave yet, mm. his plan is greater than mine. <laughs> so the, it's about, and then I started looking like, what what purpose could I possibly serve? Mm. And you know what? I met my husband like a few days after. Wow. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, start, I met him and, you know, in the first week that we were together, I told him, this is what I've, I'm going through. This is my mentality. Take it or leave it. <laughs> so, I so direct. <laughs> Listen, okay. Should we say where is he from also? Yeah. He's from German. <laughs> <laughs> He's German from Germany. And uh, they're, know, they're known to be very so direct people. But no, them Germans, they never met a direct person like me. <laughs> <laughs> In Philippines. But, yeah. Oh. So I told him, like, this is what I'm going through. And I'm lost. Hmm. I, I, I really, I admitted it. I admitted it to him, in the same, in the same breath that I admitted it to myself. I'm lost. Hmm. And he was like, "That would be such a waste. <laughs> like, if you don't feel like you don't have, if you don't feel like you have options, you yeah. do. Hmm. You just have to look for it." And so, so in, he was your advisor. Yeah, or like he was like a, person? Sub- a support because a nobody support. ever knows this side of me. Nobody, like if you talk to my friends or my family, nobody knows this this part of me. Mm-hmm. I'm always like the strong person that gets things done and like just mm-hmm. rams through the wall, you know. And then in that one time that I actually decided to be vulnerable outside of the church, <laughs> you know, but that's um, what I got. Did you wait for someone to help you or support you uh, at, this, at, at this time? I mean, not your man. Maybe it was uh, you made a good friend. No. Or did you wait for that? Did you feel like you need support? Or if if doesn't, like, um, could you do that alone? I don't think so. Sometimes you just reach a point where... You can't pick yourself up, mm. and you just need that w- that helping hand. The first hand that helped me was my sister. Mm. The second hand was my was my now husband. But sometimes I know I understand this for so many people. Like one hand is not enough. Mm. Like sometimes the burden of of our trauma and of just our our emotions mm. can be very very heavy mm. but yeah um i th- i took the first the first step that i took after he he said look for your options okay. it's like okay what kind of I, option i have i went i went back <laughs> i went back to my university and then i was like please take me back <laughs> and then they were like uh Maybe next semester, because you really fu- <laughs> screwed this one up. <laughs> I was like, all right, this ain't the way. <laughs> and then I posted on my Facebook, and I asked for help. I asked 
What like, kind of help? I asked random people. I was like, I'm a college dropout and I uh, need for, a job. Job? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I need a job. Mm. I need anything to do. Mm. And then I got three job offers in two days. Wow. Um, I think mostly because um, I had worked up to that point very hard mm. to to show people that I really work hard, you know, and that I want to be a leader. Little did they know. <laughs> Maybe the people also, if they, if I know, I mean, um, all the leaders or the manager, when they um, see something like that, uh, they feel like they have passion for that. They mm. they are full of energy. This uh, young pe- person, you know, they want to help. I feel it sometimes when I'm mm-hmm. in this op- 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 position, you know, I feel... Uh, with all the experiences, of course, like I had the, some situation, maybe I threw a lot of this situation when I'm ha- when I may uh, uh, meet some young uh, journalist people, I feel like a person, like I feel this uh, this person can be. They work, okay. Mm-hmm. They maybe they don't have a lot of the experience, you know, because of his fresh, uh, mm-hmm. nor- uh, new in this uh, field. But uh, if I feel they have passion, they are ready for everything. They want to learn. They are ready for learning because. We all, I think, in the learning process, and I'm one of that, always, like, mm-hmm. I, I never, like, say it's enough or done for but me. But that mentality is also very rare. And that's why, like, when when people can are able to recognize you as that type of person, mm-hmm. it's very easy to say, yeah, yeah, le- yeah le- let me give you a shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was very forthcoming. I was like... <laughs> I'm a screwed up person right now, but I want to make I want to take a first step to better to bettering myself. Uh-huh. Um, and did you start? Honestly, I didn't the, like the uh, I didn't like the opportunities that came my way because. But it did you feel at this time? You know, you have chance. I felt like I had a chance, mm-hmm. but after but then I felt at the same time that I had a choice, so. Here's the thing, like a lot of people that that um, that come from a space or a place of limited opportunities, they'll take whatever they can get, mm-hmm. right? But you can actually attract, and this is me looking back, looking back, and looking back is always 2020 vision. You can see very clearly when you're in the situation, it's hard to kind of yeah. say like, yeah, let me let me wait too. yeah 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 but sometimes i i did some sometimes you know for short time because i i had like long term thinking about mm-hmm. that but for this short time why not it is yeah yeah because when i was in germany like i want to try everything to know myself mm-hmm. my uh uh, my character to learn more the language, the community there, you know, the society, uh, how the system going on. Mm-hmm. I tried a lot of stuff, and I I knew from the beginning so it will be for the short time because I mm-hmm. I, I, I knew also I looking for uh, something bigger than that. Yeah. So I mean, anyone's like if you said like I knew also I I I I have a chance, and I have mm-hmm. uh, choose to. Yeah. That is very good. That's very. Yeah. Good point, actually. So, of the of the three job opportunities that I received, um, I didn't take any of them, mm-hmm. and instead, <laughs> I contacted a distant uncle, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that I never really talked to at that time, but I knew that he was open minded, and I knew that maybe he would take a chance. He was running a an adventure travel agency, okay. And I, I had been in the 
I had been studying tourism development, mm-hmm. so it tied together. So I told him, I I messaged him like, Uncle, can I have a meeting with you? Okay. I want to pitch myself to you. And then he was like, Okay, sure, come over to the office. Okay. And then first thing I told him was like, Uncle, I'm a college dropout. I didn't finish. <laughs> I didn't finish. Don't expect that much, <laughs> but I will work hard. Okay. Any questions that you have that I don't know the answers to, I'll find the answers. Hmm. Mm. Google. Google <laughs> knows best. <laughs> you know, Google knows best. So, if you have it in your pocket, you know the world. So, what did <laughs> so, he say? And he said, "Okay, what can you do?" And then I looked at his. He had a map of the world mm-hmm. on one wall and a map of the Philippines on the other. And at that time, I knew that his. His company was focusing on very specific adventure travel abroad, mm. and get, don't get me wrong. Like his, the tours that he was selling were amazing, like Central Asia to um, to Indonesia, but not Bali, but like not Bali, but like more like the Borobudur temples or like uh-huh, uh-huh. the Bunaken Islands, like very special specialty ad- mm-hmm, adventure mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. And you know what, like, I looked at him and then I looked at the map and I was like, point at the map and tell me, uh, and ask me what you can find in that specific spot. Okay. And then he's like, okay, points at one place. And he's like, okay, that island, okay, let's say it's Sikihor. It's the middle island. It's like, okay, and that, (laughs) that, that, that island is not the best of anything. But it has a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. You want beaches? It has a lot of beaches. You want to go diving? You can go diving. Um, the murky mudfish, um, mud diving. Um, if you want to go hiking, you can hike to the waterfalls. You have so many waterfalls and caves that you, if you didn't want to see people, you don't have to see people. But the most important part about this island is the people because it is at the very heart and center of the Philippines uh, where they're where at the same time they've been able to preserve the culture of of traditional medicine nice. some people call them witches wow um, I like to call them healers and that's what they like to call themselves too <laughs> they are healers they harness the their ancestral knowledge of the plants, the energies around the environment to help heal you. Mm-hmm. you know? So it was a successful uh, So it was a successful with... meeting because he hired me right then and there. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the, <laughs> so my first job was actually to map out the Philippines. Mm-hmm. In the same way that I mapped out that island for him in one breath. So we can say breath. your first job was like a tour guide? It was as a... Tra- <laughs> it was essentially as an adventurer. Because mm. at that time, if you traveled around the Philippines, you couldn't really travel. Mm. Like, you, this was 2020. Mm. <laughs> 2020, 2021. So... At that time, the only resource that you had were the blogs of backpackers. Mm-hmm. So you could never really string the information along 
or go to one place and and have a ready service. It's like here in Kurdistan, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my first job was he gave me <laughs> he gave me a few hundred dollar a few hundred dollars to go backpacking for like two months. Okay. To identify the undeveloped destinations and the contacts that we needed in each place and to kind of organize the contacts and community so that we could open it up for tours. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I made up my job. See, that's the thing. (laughs) If the opportunity isn't there to fulfill the vision that you have for yourself so that you can uphold your values, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We are in the uh, mental health course right now <laughs> i mean I, I i'm telling you guys like uh, i will lose myself in this program slowly slowly <laughs> april how you can uh describe yourself right now in this level after this uh, all this stuff you went through what do you mean sorry like how you can like tell yourself who you are today <laughs> I just answered this yesterday. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> For us. <laughs> I was I was struggling with the idea of my personal branding. Mm. Because most of the time when people ask you what like when people meet you, what's your name? What do you do? Where are you from? Yeah. And that's the, the thing like, like Yeah. It's yeah. like the <laughs> the first line of your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. And oh my gosh, like mine is all over the place because I don't want to be tied to one thing. Mm. There's nothing in life that tells us that we need to be tied to one thing. And I remembered this TED talk about multipotentialites. Mm-hmm. What's that? <laughs> so the word multipotential, like having multiple, many potentials. Mm-hmm. It's being able to, um, to pursue the different paths at the same time mm-hmm. because you have the energy to actually do it because mm-hmm. you don't have to be tied. So I, I, I love business. Mm-hmm. I love humanitarian work. Mm-hmm. I love my community development and mental health work. Like I love all of it. I'm not going to tie myself to a nine to five that tells me I can only do this one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my day, if, I, if you look at my calendar, It's seg- it's segmented for all these different roles. <laughs> But can you like focus on some something also, or uh, it's just like time to time, or saying one day you can do everything, you can be every every mm-hmm. everyone, um, and you can be yourself too. So mm-hmm. this is too hard. Can you do that? I mean, I think um, when you become So this is what I love about yoga and being able to meditate. It's that you learn to be aware. Water? I mean, <laughs> you can come in. <laughs> you, you become aware of how your body feels, how your mind feels. Mm-hmm. And in work, in the, in the context of work, you learn how to optimize for energy. Mm-hmm. So... I don't, I don't organize my time according to the time. Mm-hmm. I organize my time according to when my energy is going to be high 
for deep work in each thing. Mm-hmm. So, most people start their days early, like you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you start your day hella early. <laughs> if I were to do I what do. you do, maybe I'd have a longer day. I, I'd have more time to work on the different things, mm-hmm. but I would never have the energy to survive mm. the whole day. What I found is if I if I organize my energy to be in bursts of one hour or one hour and a half, Mm -hmm. I can produce as much output as I would if I worked on it for two days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So by me, sometimes like I I like to have routine in Mm -hmm. my life, you know, because I travel a lot. When I travel on the field, some like in conflict area or some like I'm... Uh, searching for where's the problem we should uh, mm-hmm. work on that you yeah. know so we, w- we should uh, cover that but like I when I'm coming back uh, or to home or the workplace sometimes I I'm I'm losing this feeling of the mm-hmm. uh, where's the hometown is you know mm-hmm. I feel like everywhere if you feel there's problem or the people need you to cover some stuff or issues you know y- with the time you feel this feeling so let's see let's say like we are in Erbil I'm coming in Erbil back so I looking for the routine sometimes yeah. to not lose myself in some some something you know mm-hmm. and uh, that's why i i would like to wake up early to do my stuff to uh, mm-hmm. to manage my stuff before before we start this uh, website kursan in i mm-hmm. i wasn't like that you know i was like uh, me and my cameraman or some mm-hmm. somehow with the editor you know we travel to cover stuff now I have another responsibility. That's why my my life and with the time, yeah. with my age, you know, sometimes well, is those also. are what you would call your your non-negotiables, you know. Uh, so okay. I mean, <laughs> you can put it, you can put these activities anywhere in your anywhere as blocks of time within the day. Mm. But you choose to do it in the morning. I choose to do mine like at. <laughs> ah, okay. So, no, I'm actually. I don't know. I mean, hmm, I like to see the um, sunrise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay, wow. not in summer in Erbil. I mean, generally it's nice. <laughs> so around six, six thirty, mm-hmm. <laughs> seven. Okay, seven thirty. I'm doing like. Um, you know, um, running in the park to have yeah. like small thing for yourself in the beginning. Wow, so I can you run in the morning. Yeah, you know that in the park, some Rahman Park or something. Like I feel, oh, I do wow. when I do that. <laughs> I, I I I will uh, prepare myself to the work and for That's the people. That's so good too. though, because the fresh air really invites so much fresh energy to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that doesn't work for me, but like it works for you, so I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you, and yeah. for all the people, um, they are morning person. So when you organize, so here's the thing that I find a lot of people do, if not most people, mm-hmm. they organize their time based solely on their work, and then they push they push the relationships aside. Mm. Like, oh, I can't make it to dinner with the family because I have to work overtime. Mm. Like the priority more for the work. More more for the work. Mm. So, 
remember my prayer adventure passion purpose mm. my pa- i wa- what does passion look like it's being able to wake up in the morning for a life that you're excited to live and what excites me in my life is my relationships the the work is awesome the work is fulfilling but the purpose of the work comes after the passion for life mm-hmm. and so um my relationships come first so first i i wake up to my relationship with myself mm-hmm. i wake up i stretch i meditate i say a prayer to god and i say a prayer for the, all the people i love mm-hmm. and then i do my chores sit down with my coffee organize the day i break up the day with a, a beautiful lunch with my husband and if if you if you want to meet up we'll meet up if if somebody needs me somebody needs me so every every other part of the life the work the extracurriculars um everything is has to work around the non-negotiable times in a day that are blocked off what are you doing with your uh, german man with your german husband every so th- you are like different <laughs> than him with a lot of d- different culture stuff oh we're different in yeah. pretty much every aspect <laughs> <laughs> like working most to do yeah and uh, i mean i'm trying to get him to employ my system but <laughs> but it's not working yeah <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, but Or he does ask lot, me. He, a bit ho- hope. He stuff. gives me. He gives me the freedom to plan the day, and then he has That's to. Cool. He has to, like, kind of conform to it. <laughs> <laughs> of oh, course, he has to be my driver. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> April, um, how you start making yoga course in Erbil? Because okay, so or why why did I start? Because And I how to yoga <laughs> helped me so much with my mental health. Mm. Um, I you have the ebbs and flows in life, and whenever I have those those moments, something always calls me back to the mat. Something always calls me back to yoga, and yoga is that one grounding practice or my yoga mat. is that one grounding place where i can feel like the world doesn't have the world doesn't have to exist in my mind mm-hmm. it's that safe space and so when i moved here with my husband i mean i'm going to put the cards on the table i did not want to move here i was happy already in mm-hmm. in tajikistan okay but before kurdistan you i before kurdistan i was in tajikistan yeah. with my husband essentially i promised my husband that um because he had lived for like four or five years in the Philippines already mm-hmm. to be with me um this part of the decade i would live and work wherever he was mm-hmm. you know we support each other's um each other's careers and i'm more flexible i can i can create i can do i mm-hmm. can create partnerships and find opportunities wherever i'm planted mm-hmm. so um and my husband is super fucking so sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay don't listen to this part my, my, my husband we, is just so supportive we don't <laughs> we don't editing that <laughs> but, but i mean 
yoga meditation are um, something strange in the Kurdish culture yeah. like um, yeah so when I moved okay so yeah. when I moved here I didn't want to be here and I was so unhappy and I wanted to train myself to become happy again okay because I was lonely and I didn't I didn't know a lot of people who have the same mentality as me mm. who have the same energy as me mm. You know, if somebody tells me that two two bottles of beer is gonna get them drunk, oh no, how will yeah. we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I I was really thirsting for for something that could help make me feel a little bit more at home in a familiar space. Mm. So I started looking into yoga classes, and the opportunities were very limited. Mm. First, I went. I really went so to the adventure. Sometimes uh, m make you tired, or yeah, definitely mm. adventure. Putting adventure first is or tiring. You, <laughs> or I think you didn't uh, were like um, you were not like ready for some new countries, or this travel make you. I think it's because fast. like I'm just a very social person in general. Mm. Like I love being able to to spend time with different people random people learning but then if you if you're in a new country where um well let's put it this way as a woman walking down the street i had a very bad experience mm -hmm. i had many bad experiences so in my first year in in kurdistan it was very difficult for me to even leave my apartment So I would only leave the apartment to go out to dinner. Mm -hmm. I didn't even want to go down to the grocery because um, going down the elevator felt so dangerous to me. Like people, men were following me out of the elevator mm -hmm. and men, like in the street, men, men were calling to me. You know, it was very difficult, difficult at first. Mm -hmm. Um... And now I'm, I feel like I'm more strong and I'm more secure. I've, I've made friends with all the, all the guards, all the staff, everybody that's always around me. We know. We, I, 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 I make friends through Apron now in my hometown, you know, guys. I, 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 I like, um, yeah. Yeah, so Through you, I know a lot of the people, I mean, right now. <laughs> I'm strange here. So it's... Yoga became that familiar space, you know, being 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 able to find those two classes that I could go to, but at the same time I felt like they were in one was in a lady, so there were two active yoga teachers at the at the time, um, the rest had left or had gone dormant. Um, we had one that was mixed, and then the other two were ladies only. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like. I liked them, but I knew for myself that this wasn't my practice. So I felt like maybe if I could um, if I could reawaken my my yoga teacher practice, I could offer that practice and space to people who resonated with me, mm -hmm. who who liked the the style that I that I practice 
or to who like the kind of space that I prepare. And so I actually re even though I had at that point been a yoga teacher for about three years, I really took nine months to finish a two-month advanced teacher training course mm -hmm. to fully understand how to how to change my style, how to how to adapt the the practice for beginners for different body types for different body ailments mm -hmm. and aches mm -hmm. because i look around me and people people are looking for those ways that they can heal that they can learn that they can grow mm -hmm. and it's just such a big space and i felt and, like this is understanding it. the the mental health and yoga too mm -hmm. uh, so did you expect uh, that from society here I really didn't mm. At, because when I first started it was all uh, it was only expats in the humanitarian field that would say like oh that's interesting maybe I'll go mm -hmm. but then when I when I posted one time on the Facebook groups that I was going to do a, um, a donation based pay what you want pay what you can class at mm -hmm. the park the first day, 30 people showed up. And 25 of them were local. Wow. There were, I taught two classes that day. And each one was quite large. And I was just, I was floored. <laughs> I was like, this is the validation I was looking for. People mm. need this. And, you know, in that, in the same vein that I was trying to um, use my practice, uh, my yoga practice as a service, it served me more because the mo every time I, f I, I get feedback from people that, oh, that made me feel good. Oh, that made me feel better. Oh, I'm practicing now on a regular basis. I feel so good. <laughs> like, wow. Like, to be honest, I feel so good. By being able to to be a witness to people's practice mm -hmm. and progress, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people they stop, they start and they stop, they start mm -hmm. and they stop. That's fair enough. I do the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. Yeah. But um, but I find that being able to watch the progress in people it makes me so happy, and if it helps them along their mental health journey as well, in the same way that it has helped me, it's all worth it. My God, April! I mean, I lost myself. I lost the time, and the time <laughs> is running. This is a long podcast. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I like we are fasting. Like it's one hour. Um, I mean, you know, we haven't even talked about the actual humanitarian program. Exactly. We and uh, can you tell me short what what we before we start you uh, okay. talk about something interesting? Really, mm -hmm. I want to start with this part, but uh, I want also introduce yourself, uh, you exactly okay. to the uh, audience or the our listener. They they don't know uh, April actually. She <laughs> we did. Um, before five six months before i think yeah uh, yeah the video a feature yeah yeah a feature about april in the um our website also kursan uh kursanin.net in the which category it is people and places mm -hmm. yeah i think people like uh, places so um 
go in the website and check out, uh, let's see the nice April in the practice yoga <laughs> stuff with, uh, I mean, I'm not in, in, in this, uh, in this uh, class, right? Yeah, I'm not. You were there. I were there. I did. I don't know. And after that, I, I don't remember actually, but I was with, busy with the feature and with the interview. <laughs> yeah. It was so interesting what, um, what, uh, what she said actually at the time until now. I mean, yeah. But you will li leave uh, Kurdistan soon, right? Yeah, I will. Because, I mean, the whole reason that I'm here is I'm the humanitarian. <laughs> no, no. I'm a, I still have my humanitarian hat on. And um, while I got the, the work while I was here, I've become quite attached to it, <laughs> um, to the idea of humanitarian work. Um, so I am working in humanitarian mine action mm -hmm. for a local NGO, a mm -hmm. national NGO called Charité Humanitarian Organization. Mm -hmm. It's based in the Hook. Mm -hmm. um, we have offices in Mosul, in Sinjar, Ayodhya, and Telafar. Mm -hmm. um, our main work is in mine clearance. So clearing, um, clearing land and making it safe for people to live educating people about the risks of explosive hazards mm -hmm. in their area and how to practice safe behaviors in the presence mm -hmm. of these hazards. But we also have uh, an education program um, to help out-of-school children mm -hmm. and people in danger of dropping out of school to come back to school or stay in school mm -hmm. through remedial courses and through a variety of activities that helps to like mm -hmm. re-engage them, you know, re-engage yeah. them and give them the the knowledge and the the skills that they need to be able to thrive in school. Mm. There are so many reasons why people stop school, um, but if the opportunity is there, why not, right? And what about the library? Oh yeah, so this this pro this project started one year ago, mm -hmm. and we just started the second year of the project last month. I asked the, I asked our program manager for this one. Um, if I could give you one wish um, of some, a resource, something for the children that, that we haven't been able to get through the grant, okay. what would it be? Mm -hmm. And she said, I wish they could have libraries. Mm -hmm. If we could put one mini library in each education center that we have, it would help teach them and um, encourage them in ways that um, most people don't even think about. Like one, being able to read and, and explore different stories. This is where I learned about adventure. Mm -hmm. Like when, when, when you don't have the TV, and you read a book that's telling you about all these people, all these places out there in the world. It in, it ignites your imagination. Yeah, yeah. If you take it out, if, if you take out the book, borrow it, what does that become? It becomes your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And the sense of responsibility is something that that develops a different skill inside you as well. Mm -hmm. Um knowing that you're responsible for this book and you're responsible for other people, mm -hmm. um, for other people's opportunity to be to able have, to yeah. have this book. book yeah. 
it gives it creates all these new things inside mm-hmm. young children. I was like, wow. All right. I need to grant this wish. <laughs> okay. Now, of course we can't change the grant that we already got. So, um this month I'm going to do a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um every so people are welcome to donate money, of course. People are welcome to do- to donate books for this for the mini libraries. I will personally collect it um, wherever it is within Airbill <laughs> because it's hard. Um, but yeah, I will personally collect it if you don't want to bring it to me. And you know what? For the next, for the entire month of September, mm-hmm. every class that I teach at Sami Park will be for this. So if you come to join me to practice yoga at the park, you can either donate a book or donate money to buy a book. So this mixing between your staff or your passion and your job and your humanity filled stuff, you know, all together, it is, guys, April. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes together. Time is actually uh, since 10 minutes is done, but I was like so happy and all your stuff was so interesting and I'm sure the listening the listener also <laughs> will enjoy this uh, conversation and the program um, I wish you all the best like you make a lot of nice stuff here in Kursan and with me with the, all these people who know you from here and from your energy um, thank you to be with me thank you for your time for your energy for your smile always <laughs> um, and I wish you all the best and successful and yeah thank you so you. much for having me today <laughs> thank you for you you can also listen to the Inside Kurdistan podcast through Spotify and iTunes <laughs>